Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Do you mind if I tell you the story? the AFL podcast game show. I think this is about game number eight or seven or somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah. I never keep count. But I'm your host, Heath, and today we've got a very special. We've got podcast versus podcast. So our regulars, Josh and Brenton, representing Clicking Balls, say hello. Yeah, And representing the All for One podcast is Rob. Rob, how are you doing? Very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, thanks I, for coming out. You're, I feel pretty bad about these odds. Like, Why, you think they're too weighted in his favour? Bloody oath. It's only two on one. <laughs> I, we, I think we should be able to call in a ringer. I would call in a ringer if, you, if I were you. I'll go get uh, my wife. She'll give you a hand. Um, so, Rob, first off, All For One Podcast. How long have you been doing it now? Uh, this We've been doing it for four seasons now. So we started 2013. Not, not a bad time to start for a Hawthorne podcast. We did well. We did well. So my co-host, Paul Summers, who's the brains of the organisation, 100%. Without him, it wouldn't exist. He, he well, there you go. The there's, there's your handicap. You feeling better? Yeah, yeah. He, he's the brains. I am, I am just the, the second hand, uh, the right hand man. Yeah, he, he came up with it in 2013, and it was the perfect time. So we did a three-peat, yeah. uh, three, yeah, three flags in a row, and then we uh, went into the fourth season, and we'll be jumping into the fifth season this year. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, we've, we've been pretty lucky. So you're jumping over and doing a West Coast podcast now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what are we? We're all over the place now, but I might do one for Melbourne, one for West Coast. <laughs> I feel like we've still got like four weeks to the season start or something. I can get Tiger Talk before then happens. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure there must be a couple. Out there for the Tigers. I think oh, they're it's great. It's like it's like uh, audio Facebook, pretty much. It's just the same <laughs> self depreciation of uh, yeah, hurts your soul. No, I'd love to see you and Dad do a, a Richmond podcast. It's like right, Richmond podcast. Fucking it, <laughs> god damn it, just <laughs> fucking it. That, that for about twenty minutes and then sign off. That's a press read for Ed that I'd actually listen to. Yeah, the optimism good, yeah. of the first half of the first quarter, and then it's just fuck. Get rid of them. Get I rid of them. Delusion more than optimism. Sorry, to <laughs> say that. hundred percent right. It's deserved. Trust me. The, the pessimistic Tigers alternate commentary. Yeah, that'd be great. That's half the fun of going to the Tigers game is just until them get stuck into their own. Yeah, eat their own, slag them off. Why not? Yeah, exactly right. That's the only reason we get crowds when we're losing. Hey, they pay their memberships. They're, they're entitled to it. <laughs> All right, let's go into the first game we uh, called the opening bounce. And I've had to abandon the cards because uh, the AFL player select cards are no longer available at the 7-Eleven up the top. <laughs> Never mind. So what we're doing instead is I've got the write-up for a player from SEN's Inside Football for the uh, 2016 season. So I'm just going to read the write-up and uh, as soon as you like, buzz in with the name you think uh, if you know who it is. So can I just uh, interrupt here? I don't know this format. So do I just have to like come in with my name or something? Yeah, like just, that? No, just, just say out, the man. answer. Okay. Just yell it out. All right, cool. For this one, later on, we'll do like, I'll say your turn, your turn, your turn. Right. So that's it. Just uh, say who you think it is. Lots of editing in that little part. <laughs> All right, here we go. The first opening bounce. Hit the headlines for the wrong reasons over summer, but has no issues on the training track. Dynamic playmaker whose form will play a major role in deciding the Tigers' fate. Runner-up to Alex Rance in last year's... Dustin Martin. Dustin Ferris. Dustin Martin. 
I was thinking troublemakers. We've got a few of them. Shit. Troublemakers, yes, but playmakers, you've only got two. <laughs> that should be the giveaway. It's one or the other. All right. First blood for the all for one. Oh, shit. You're keeping score. Yeah. Oh, I, I usually forget. So. Can I say, I was actually on the AFL Squadron show twice back in 1992. Oh, going back a while now. Yeah, and 1990. 1990. 1990. I won both times. So I'm, 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 I'm for a three I have history. I have oh, God. History. We've got to stop Hawthorne getting a three Just keep rubbing in the wins. <laughs> I mean, we've played, like I said, this game seven times. I think between the both of you, you've won five. Is that about right? <laughs> yeah, but we're playing against each other for most of those. Exactly, yes. Yeah. But, but even then, most of the time, the scores got messed up and the real winner wasn't the winner anyway. So It usually gets uh, made up on the yeah, end. Yeah, I, I think NRL was the real winner. You're looking at my answers. In that bit. <laughs> You're still getting it wrong. All right, the second one for the opening bounce has become an elite midfielder and was in cracking form until his leg injury just before the finals. A critical element in the midfield and has amazed observers with not only a total recovery, but also outstanding trap form. Brent Harvey. A machine. God, somebody hated the thesaurus open when they were writing out that one, didn't they? <laughs> All right, an extra hint. we we'll go to Sydney. Canterbury. Uh, Luke Parker. It is Luke Parker. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, it's, it's when you say the machine for the midfield from Sydney, there's a few there. Yeah, see, I was going for the the old bamboozle. I thought it was going to be due to West, like Sydney is in the place. Oh, it could have been. When did Luke Parker injure Was that referring to 2016? Yes, this is pre-2016. So pre-2016. he injured it uh, going yeah. into f- mid-2015? Mid yeah, okay, yeah. I thought so. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's right. I forgot to say, like, that, that, yeah. that rider. These are, are pre-2016, aren't they? Up yep. until the start of 2016 yeah. season. Yes. Yeah, from, okay. uh, back, back when Hanabry wasn't dry yet. <laughs> I can't stand Dan Hanabry. He always seems to fake the pain of an injury. He goes in really hard and like he's a soccer player, play style. But he really loves to. He's like a spoiled single yeah. child brat that wants the attention from the coach. So then when he goes back out, they go, "Oh, he's so tough." Yeah, and he also has a wet looking mouth. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's, all he's after is a WWE contract. Yeah, yeah, he's like an actor. Sell the hit and then just get on. Like, I can see him and John Cena going at it. To be fair, that bump from the 2014 grand final, he's probably still feeling it. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was so good to um, see him get rib crashed. It is funny like that, though. The, the players, when they get hit and you see them rolling around, like you roll around for a long time unless you're in the forward 50. Then you, yep. you get up, you're ready to go. Uh, yeah. Always is, find a bit of extra energy for a goal. Always. It is funny how often, though, you see it live. And then you see the player go down, you're like, oh, come on, there's nothing in that. And they show the replay, and you're like, oh, no, yeah, he yeah. got an elbow to the temple. He's fucking yeah, out. Yeah, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> All right, last one for the opening bounce. Named All-Australian for the second time in his short but glittering career in Chad 2015. Wingard. It is Chad Wingard. Oh, on fire. That was a quick one. Us Hawk Talks are killing it. <laughs> Pipped at the post. All right, three quick ones. That was very quick on the buzzer there, Rob. Thank you. Easing into it, just uh, getting up a, a nice 3-0 lead. Sorry, well. that's what the Tigers do. They give up and then uh, last quarter they come. Oh, no, they don't. Shit. <laughs> if you had a buzzer, I'd disconnect it. <laughs> um, yeah, you can go get, uh, what's his name? Sammy Lloyd. He'd come through for the, for the last game. You'd be right. All right, on to round number two, which is joining the chorus. In joining the chorus, I've taken the team's songs and put them through Google Translate about eight times. Um, so in the final result, any uh, replacing of the actual team name or the mascot is being replaced with the university students. So as soon as you know, you think you know the answer, have a guess. But if you're wrong, the other team gets a free hit at the next line. We're not including the new women's songs, are we? I think the women's songs are the same. No, apparently they've come up with new ones. I haven't heard any of them. That's why I'd be fucked. If, All right. uh, Can so I just ask, so you're just I'm singing gonna, the... I will be speaking. Or speaking <laughs> the 
the theme the song, song and replacing the team name with university students. University students. But all the, but, other, li- all the uh, other lyrics are the same? No, no, no they've no, been no. translated through Google Translate oh. to different languages and then back again. Yeah, so I put it in through uh, Google Translate in English to Japanese to Samoan to Fijian back to English eventually. Okay. And this is the oh, result. Okay, so it's like a Chinese whispers. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much, very much. Yeah. Very good. So there's okay, like tiny cool. little hints here and there that will stick okay, out. Sure. The, the Freo version was superior, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know you never heard the original? All right, here we go. Join in the chorus. As soon as you know the answer, just uh, yell it out. Students are off the ground while rabies is important. They are the land of the students. Any price to see us make me smile. Here we go. Threatening head and shin. Oh, tigers. It is the tigers. I knew that was the line. We're on the board. I, I just, I just love how they still have shin in there. Risking head and shin. Like, what are you talking about? Shin bonus spirit. <laughs> yeah, at least there's some history to that. Like, what is risking your shin? I mean, granted, Nathan and Brown. Shin. Well, it rhymes, doesn't it? I mean, that's all they've got going for. They could have run with skin. I couldn't you know, get past skinnies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. <laughs> you and half the population in the 1920s. Still kind of fits with the Richmond, though. What's that? Rabies? Rabies, yeah. The rabid. Yeah. Certainly, you've been in the cheer squad. Oh, I've been down to Richmond, too. <laughs> it's funny. They're like, you go to Richmond, and not one Richmond sport you'll find down there because none of them give a fuck about football. They can't afford it. Yeah, anymore. exactly. Well, it's just like that. Um with most of the clubs actually now and I think that's part of the uh, the appeal of the women's game that's yeah. uh, come up in the last week is back to the suburban grounds and it's uh, you know uh, free entry I think for all of them yeah. Well, I, 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 yeah I was hoping to go down I was working but I didn't want to get in I just wanted to be able to give Gil McLaughlin a piece of my mind way out the front <laughs> just yell out over the fence what's going what on, on yeah. his hairstyle uh, sensational <laughs> <laughs> same, uh, same Barbara as Trump I think. isn't it funny though everyone's given Gil um, kudos for going out and addressing the crowd of the PA saying oh look we're full that saying it's so popular we're full is kind of like saying to a girl sorry my dick's too big you know it's such a success they couldn't accommodate everyone he's yeah. done well Gil but it, it is a bit rough when Hamish is the charismatic one of the family yeah. <laughs> well, I can't stand Hamish no exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah how did he go off? we all know how he got his job what are you saying what are you saying alright move on to the next game which is their champions you'll agree and this will test your knowledge of the 2016 AFL season. Uh, we're going to go through goal kickers, Brownlow medals, best and fairest voting, and some stats. So from the f- three players listed, tell me which one you think fared better. So we'll start with you, Rob. First, we're looking at goal kickers in 2016. Okay. Who do you think kicked more goals? Is it Jack Rewalt, Jake Stringer, or Jack Gunston? Talk us through your answer. Okay, I'm going to go with Jack Rewalt on this one. You reckon Rewalt? I'm going to go with that. Even though Gunston kicked 50-plus this year, I still think Hawthorne had a better spread. Gunston have as good a year. It didn't feel like he had a good year. It felt like his accuracy Yeah, his accuracy was off. He was still solid, and they move him around a fair bit. Like, he'll spend a bit yeah. of time in the back line, as you know. So I'm going for Jack Revolt. How do you feel with that, Brenton? you feel comfortable? I'm just trying to think, man. Most times, paying attention to how we're getting beat up, not how we're actually winning. I just feel but, he had a 60 in front of his total. I think he might have done all right. Was it last year? Actually, I think last year. Uh, 2016. Win. It was Gunston, actually, with 51. Okay. Uh, Rewild had 48 and Stringer had 42. Jake Stringer with 42 surprised me. That so surprises yeah. me. I thought he spent a bit of time in the twos. Though? 
Yeah. Not, not injured, down on form. Really? He'd got carve it up one week and then just do fuck all the next. Yeah. And then it got to a point where they just couldn't afford to rest players. Yeah. And ran out of... Ran out, <laughs> ran out of the... Ran out of legs. Ran out of men. Well, the way they uh, use Rewalt, I think he's a bit ridiculous. Like, yeah. You've got to put him in the goal square a bit more. I yeah, exactly. You can't just anchor yeah. him, but... Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not every club that can have a, a Jewel Coleman medalist and play him up the ground. <laughs> Putting a full forward in full forward. <laughs> I don't, I don't think lose. that'll take off. No. No. All right. Over the Clicking Balls team. Uh, we got who's got the most Brownlow medal votes last year. We got Dusty Martin, Dan Hanabry, or Rory Sloan. So talk amongst yourselves and figure it out. Well, I reckon the the umps hate Martin, so I'm gonna I'm gonna schedule him out. Well, see, I thought that as well, but I'm pretty sure Martin fared all right. He made a late comeback. Hanabry was definitely up there. Sloan obviously was around about, but it's hard to remember which midfielder from Sydney got the most. I can't remember if it was yeah. Hanabry. Or someone else. So. I don't think Sloan had many taken votes off him either. The Crouch would have been. Dangerfield obviously having gone yeah. uh, wasn't taking votes off him. I think Dangerfield still got some votes off Adelaide. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the jury the jury still could be out because I'm waiting for like a little uh, drug scandal to happen and I think <laughs> Dusty Martin might be able to get his first bit of gold around his neck. So I think we're going to go with Dusty. Have you, got a, have you got a team consensus? Yeah, go with that. Was Dusty. He finished third overall. Yeah, he made nice. a comeback. 25 nice. votes. Uh, Hannah said 21 and Sloan had 24. Yeah. There a, no like, brown before, paper bags anywhere? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Before the, um, the Brownlow medal count, I think on our podcast was, I was saying that I just don't expect Dusty to ever win a Brownlow medal. And I'd be kind of disappointed if he did because he's always been the unpopular one. And that's the only selling point we've got as a Tigers uh, team at the moment is that we're the bad boys. We're not the winners. We're not going to win the flag. That's the only thing we've got to sell. So it kind of takes the sheen off of that little reputation. It's Can funny you-, you said that because I don't know about you, Rob, but I was always uh, the opinion that Sammy Mitchell was the best player to never get the Brownlow. Absolutely. He had, he had the most equal most votes of all time and never won the Brownlow. I thought that's something to hang your hat on. Yeah, he's got one. It was yeah, like, it's not as good, is it? That was an weird. awkward Brownlow, really. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Do, do you think West Coast will claim they have a Brownlow medalist? Absolutely. Oh, yep. <laughs> yep, for oh, sure. Okay, I'm just surprised they didn't come out with merch. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Did you see that uh, once Sammy Mitchell got the Brownlow, Hawthorne's uh, weird winners like of Brownlow? So yeah. Shane Crawford did it in Sydney. Sam Mitchell obviously did it. Um, you oh, know, yeah. you know, uh, four, four years, years later, later yeah. uh, there were a couple of double wins, and yeah. there was one in the fifties or sixties. Yeah, Cole Austin yeah. back in fifty whatever. Cole he got, uh, yeah, he got his on count back forty years later. Correct. Jeez. So, isn't it funny that Sam Mitchell gets his four years after the fact, still yeah. second? But who was still campaigning yeah. forty years afterwards? Well, it's when they they changed the, uh, countbacks, the countbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, right. Back in the day, it used to be countbacks to the most best on grounds, and they I think right. it was about ninety one or something like that. They went, you know what? Let's not do that anymore. Yeah. And they retroactively gave. So they haven't had a, a conventional dozen. Brownlow winner, the yeah. typical one winner in Melbourne. Yeah. For Even years. Um, Crawford was the only first past the post winner. Yeah, and, but uh, that was in, they held that really? in Sydney. Had, had in Sydney for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, the other two were um, Dipper and Platten, mm. who were tied with Greg Williams and Tony Lockett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. With, um, with Dusty, though, if he does get a flag, that means he gets in, uh, get, uh, a Brownlow. does mean he gets invited to the Brownlows every year, yeah? It does, yeah. yeah. Do you reckon he'll be on the same seat as Swanee, uh, same table as Swanee, or whether they'll have a, a, a definite rule that no, opposite ends of the fucking... No, I, I think they're going to contain it. And put, <laughs> yeah. put them both in the one table and just say, you know what, guys, you, you look after like, We're going to put the bouncers around them. The bouncers all know him anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're, they're mates. mates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, Harvey's crew's in there already, so I think he'll sit well and truly where he wants. Is Dusty going to stick around? Now, he's put contract talks I doubt on hold. It. I'll be... Well, I mean, I think it'll depend how it goes this season, but I don't think we can hold on to him for much longer. I think he might do a, a one and, and then go piss off, if, if that makes sense. As long sense. as he doesn't end up at Collingwood. Yeah, see, that wouldn't surprise me, actually. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he went across a team like that where they got mm, 
cash and midfield like facilities. I'd Collingwood and, and to see them kind of crumble that, as per well, usual. Every year, Collingwood get uh, the recruits they want, they get the trades they want, and they still do shit. So if that continues, I'm fine with it. I'm very happy with you know, that. As long as they, no they go, yeah, we've got picked up Martin, we picked up Wells, we picked up whoever the fuck else we want to. Still shit. I can live with that. Yep. As long as one day they release the phone call of Eddie telling Bucks he's had enough. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, for sure. That'd be better than the uh, Trump Turnbull phone call. I think it's going to be released to Pornhub, that one. Trumbull. Trump, Trump, Especially if you do it on there. What's these uh, press red for Ed thing? Yeah. Have it live on there, a little feature. It'd be like uh, pay play. No, nah, it'd be on main event, surely. <laughs> it's going to be pay per view. Are there any radio stations that do really good Eddie Maguire impersonations? They're Triple M does a free one. Imagine that as a prank. <laughs> Just call up Buckley and say, oh, mate, yeah, now nah, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good prank. I'd find it hilarious. All right, um, work on your um, impersonation skills. There you go. Yeah, I'm not that good at, at the Ed one. Never mind. All right, uh, back to you, Rob. We're on the third quarter now. We're looking at best and fairest. Okay. Who finished higher in their team's best and fairest? We're going to GWS. So Shane Mumford, Dylan Shield, or Tom Scully? Mm. It's a tough one when you yeah. think GWS, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I like yeah, throwing that one in. There. Especially, I have a prejudice uh, like against thinking Scully's still shit. Yeah. <laughs> but he had a standout season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I love Dylan Shield. I think he's a superstar. Yeah, and I, I want to go for him, but I know Scully was so solid. So I think I'm going to go Scully against my gut again. Going against the gut. No, that's a good call. Scully finished second. I think Shield probably would have won their best affairs if he played the whole season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a feeling he sat out a few games. Okay. Yeah, Scully was runner-up. Uh, Mumford eighth, which isn't bad considering I think he had even more. Um, time off. Yeah, I think he's probably the most important player, but um, I think he's getting less now. Yeah, less so than it was in previous seasons. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so who won then? Who won the GWS? Do you have that there? Uh, he, he's sure, I think. He's sure. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you're, yeah. Right. you're right. Yeah. You're right. That's right. He literally had the perfect game, didn't he? Uh, at one point, yeah. yeah. He, he has, he's been all Australian the two years he's been at uh, at GWS. Yeah, yeah. One game yeah, we had like twenty efficiency, like all handballs completed, yeah. every mm. kick completed. Something that's ridiculous. And how old is he now? He'd only just be 30. Oh, is that all? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. But I think as a backman, if you kick it over 50 metres, it's counted as uh, fully efficient whether it goes to uh, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> but uh, like we were saying before, it's great when Collingwood get the players they want, but it's even better when the players they th- say are finished go somewhere else and have a, a great season or two. It's so satisfying. Yeah. So it's, sweet. Imagine he's, sure, he's just looking at it going, well, I'm let line up for a premiership here, lads, and you guys can get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yes, there is Heath Shaw, but then again, they got something for Harry O'Brien and uh, Chris Dawes. Or yeah. Herdy Lumumba, I should say. I don't yeah. think they got much for O'Brien. Uh, they got cap space. It's good yeah. enough. They got rid of him. That was the, that was the, the benefit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they didn't poor, have to listen to him around the club anymore too. That's, uh, that's worth something, surely. Exactly. And poor old Chris Dawes. I think there has never been a bigger chasm between skill and how nice a bloke someone is. <laughs> I, I, didn't like, I didn't like Chris Dawes. You didn't like him? I, I, nice. I didn't like the way he's... I didn't like his voice. And <laughs> I th- I have you met Mark Rusciuto? Yeah, Rashido was a gun, so he kind of like, yeah, fair enough, yeah. he was a gun football. What I felt about Chris Dawes was on the footy field, he tried to get about like the big alpha dog, yeah. his right around, but he was actually just a pussy, yeah. and a crap player. And yeah. If he had have just like lowered down his kind of attitude, I would have said, okay, that's fine, that's, he is what he is. But he tried to play tough and he wasn't, and yeah. then hearing his voice... <laughs> that really just capped it off. I, I was happy he didn't get picked up. I was happy that his career ended so abruptly. Yep. Kind of, yeah, the show and fraud is strong with that. Just paid yep. it out. I guess the, yep. the test is you tell Chris Dawes he's got a shit voice. I definitely would. I would yeah. definitely would. I wouldn't tell Mark Rusciuto. No, I definitely would not tell Mark Rusciuto. <laughs> or at least not in any way that I couldn't just shift the blame somewhere else. It's like, nah, someone threw that. But did you see when he was on um, with David King that time? 
and they have, you know they've got the, the full ground with the they have uh, marks yeah. where the goals and the behinds are from yep. in the war room or something yeah. he's like oh yeah it's been a really good game what are those G's for and, <laughs> and you, you see David King sort of go they're, they're goals right Oh, okay. <laughs> He's got oh, six fuck. kids. He probably hasn't slept for about 12 years. <laughs> six kids? Holy fuck. God Jesus damn. Christ. To women. You know, yeah. I, I abused the Melbourne players. You may have heard this on a podcast. It was a few years ago where I drove past. They were, I was on uh, Hoddle Street or Punt Road, where whatever part it is. I think it's Punt Road there. Yeah. Beat my horn and just stuck my finger up <laughs> the whole way. Um, I, had a, a, the, I had my roof down in my car, wanker. Just, just, just the whole way. They were kind of all looking like, what, what's wrong? Who, who is this peasant? Yeah. Yeah, this is a couple of years ago against Melbourne. Yeah. Who when they were right down at the bottom. Exactly. You kick a man while he's down. I'm a coward. <laughs> I remember back then because I had a great sledge when it. saying um, Melbourne were on their longest streak since 2007. One. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still proud of that one. Yeah, good job. As you should be. But the thing is, they train next to the Collingwood Stadium now, don't yeah. they? So you could have just kept on going the whole way down the street and like, just cleaned up two teams at once. <laughs> yeah, petrol prices and everything. You've got to save where you can. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, the final one, the fourth quarter here. Who had the highest percentage, North Port or the Saints? Highest percentage, North Port Saints. I'm pretty sure it wasn't North. Um, Port Cups, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Saints. I don't think it's the Saints because I reckon they had lots of uh, like last quarter comebacks where they're down by a lot by half time. So I reckon that could have been close percentage. But I bull rushed through the other Dusty Martin, so we'll go with Josh. Fuck it. So we're going with the Saints? Yeah. Nah, Saints were third. They were 95.7. Uh, fuck that up. Port had 106 percentage. Really? That was a good, uh, yeah, good, good callback. Yeah. Good memory. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking one of my mates is a Saints supporter, so that's all I see on Facebook. <laughs> ah, fucking bullshit. I'm by the shit. Then by full time. Best game ever. Oh, my God. Mum, set the DVR. I think they're the team this year, yeah, to, Saints. to, to Saints. come up. Yeah, once they get a full squad on the team, yeah. uh, fit squad there yeah. on I the think field. they'll get a decent draw, and you're yeah. right, if they can stay fit, yeah. I think they've got yeah. the, the right. Their 22 is good. Yeah. It's yeah. their 25. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. like Hugh Goddard to come back and play. He'll be a big role. Maybe across half back or something like that, which will really strengthen. Well, because yeah. also they had Robertson playing up forward, and he was, in my opinion, pretty shit Carlisle's to begin with. Be great for them. Yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> well, that's going to be interesting how they how he slots in. Yeah, I want to see how memory does. Yeah, memory's got. Uh, he's not solid. A, he, he had a good great, year, literally. Yeah, big, yeah, exactly. Plus, he was very consistent in what he was capable of doing. You know what I mean? He was never going to be the standout star, but he put his put his effort in week after week. Yeah, play a role. Yeah. Every season, I think this is got to be Rivot's last. He's just he's limping over. But yeah, fuck if I don't know how he keeps coming up and just. I, I think it was round two brilliant. or three last year. We went to the game. Um, I think it was against the Bulldogs. We mm. saw it, and he looked shocking. Yeah, oh, I yeah. through terrible. <laughs> like after every effort, he was bent over, holding his legs, just couldn't. Like there's something yeah. wrong. Um, and there was those photos. I think he put up on Instagram where his knees blew up. Yeah, you know, twice the size. And then by the end of the year, he kicked nine goals in round twenty three. Yeah, yep. that's right. He did. It's yep. ridiculous how you go. He, I think we said it before. It's like him and Pav and um, you know Luke Hodge. You go to these guys and go, okay, you tell us when you're ready. Yeah, but here's the thing: as a, like a club perspective, you've got to have some sort of um, onus to rehabilitate your own club, and you've got to put him out to stud because him and Pav got no kids. Sam Mitchell, he's got a couple, doesn't he? Is yeah, he's, Hodge's got yeah. two sets of twins or something like that. Cross pumped out fucking heaps. Yeah, he's got about four So the Hawks looking good for like another 10, 20 years, you know what I mean? Whereas the champions of our club, no kids. Champions of the Saints, no kids. Frio, no well, kids. Well, I'm not sure about Kerry. You might have Bad a few man. around the place. <laughs> yeah, but who wants them little shitheads? Yeah, how, good, how good have you done with I'll father sons in the past? You got Wally Burke. Well, we didn't get any of the cloaks, so yeah, there's that. There's that. <laughs> and, and they had to put up with two shit ones before they got Travis, which would have to be shit. <laughs> shit in the end. Well, you still won a premiership for him though. So Yeah, yeah true, true. 
I think he had a good game. That he wouldn't day. have won one for us, let's be honest. All right, that's the end of that round. We'll do a quick score check. We've got uh, the All For One podcast out in the lead on five and clicking balls on two. Uh, I'm impressed you got two. You've done well. Uh, it says average out one each. Yep, sweet. <laughs> All right, we're going to have a quick bonus round here, Rob. Since we've got another Hawthorne supporter, and I don't get to have other Hawthorne supporters in here, so we'll have a bonus round just for the Hawthorne supporter. Um, Cunt round. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, one for all, all for one. That's exactly right. Good plug. This is AFL legislation too. They brought it in this year. No, it's hundred percent bias. Freaking Hawthorne again, fuck. No, it's because whenever you know we're usually talking, you know, it's, we've got Richmond and, and North here, and we've had other guests that support other clubs, and poor old Will with Essendon, who's yep. going through the saga. So I have Can to I have f- a slag off at Essendon later. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. I was going to say our favourite pastime. And Joe a whole segment on it. Yeah, that's our favourite pastime. Go now. I usually have to feign modesty with Hawthorne. So, so <laughs> I, I, next year or this year, twenty seventeen. Ideally, I want Hawthorne to win a flag, but we've done so well. Not being greedy, not being arrogant, you know, we, we've had our run. And last year, I kind of there was a little bit of a, a malaise about each game because yep. we, we we were so spoiled. And that's not yep. to sound arrogant. Totally but, rejuvenated this year, completely new list. Jared Roughhead, super inspirational yeah, story. Yeah, fucking know. Captain, he survived a life-threatening illness. Apparently, uh, that was really bad at some uh, stage, uh, at one stage. The, all, yeah, gone the Everything gone I heard was correct. dead man walking. Yeah. Absolutely. And now he's made this remarkable recovery. It's a great story of life and possibly the story of the year off the field for football. Yeah. And he's just gone about his business and has not drawn any attention to himself. Yeah. And I think that's just a superstar. Yeah. Like, go back to Joe Watson, who definitely went through some hard times, no doubt. Had a year off and did that 15-minute interview <laughs> at that footy oval where he's wearing that feminist cap and talking yeah. about how life's been so difficult and I've just had to open up and it's changed me. It was the biggest Fucking egotistical, to, I live in a bubble, <laughs> uh, to, the to world fair, revolves around me. Making did, lattes in New York did, is difficult. Oh, did, anyone, did anyone want to pull him up and say, you are acting like an absolute wanker right yeah. now? Do you realise the struggles that other people <laughs> around the world are going through right now? Did anyone just want to slap him? Yep, I wanted to punch him oh, outside the head. Do you think Ruffy was watching that going, oh, gee, he's had a tough run? Oh, yeah, poor bloke. Yeah. Or, or Alex Johnson at but, Sydney. But like, yeah, mate, yeah, you're not allowed to play this year. It yeah. could be an ESPN oh, 30 for 30 episode, like yeah. in 10 years' time, you know what I mean? Like oh, the Prince and the Pauper or something. Just oh, so, so going to that, like, just completely, it's a, it, it epitomizes organization to organization and bloke yep. to bloke. Yeah. Right? I think everyone agrees with that. So round one. Yeah. As long as Hawthorne can absolutely decimate Essendon by yes. 80, yeah. 90, 100 points. I want neutral to say, I flicked off a quarter time. That was a shitty game. <laughs> and for us to go home and, you know, with 80 plus point victory, that is what I want for the season. Yeah. With, with um, all that happens with Hawthorne, you know, the, the rivalries with Sydney and yep. the rivalries with yep. Geelong, it's still Essendon, isn't it's, it? It's at the end of the, at the core, at the heart, yep. it's, the, it's where the blood boils. That's all I want. As long as we have a decent that's season. That's why I'm glad all their players are coming back because it's good pumping Essendon when they have hope. They're all doing yeah. injuries as well, which I actually <laughs> like. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, for 20-odd games of the season, I'll be glad to see Hawthorne lose. But uh, for Roughhead coming back and against Essendon, yep. I'll, I'll be able to put that aside and actually Look, cheer them on, or at least cheer Roughhead on. All I'm that's saying a, is this, this premiership drought has been hard on us all. <laughs> yeah, um, since we've got a Hawthorne supporter, though, we're going to test you in Hawthorne then. Okay. Hawthorne have 13 flags. You've got 20 seconds. Name them. 61, 71, 76, 78, 83, 86, 88, 89, 91, 
That was impressive. Um, the reason I asked that is because I know uh, Rowan Connolly did a thing um, after the 13 or 14 grand final. He was saying the, Hawth- the Hawthorne faithful, they can just rattle them off. <laughs> and I went, can we? And I went, blah, 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 blah. yeah, that's really easy. I can do it. <laughs> oh, big fucking shit. I can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I was not. I didn't get North Melbourne. No. I was not born for any of ours. No. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> All right, that was a non-scoring round. How unfortunate. All right, we'll go to the next game, which is called Sons of the Best. In this game, it's all multiple choice. It's A or B. I'll give you two players with the same last name or the same first name and a significant stat or achievement from their career. You've got to tell me which one it is. So the two players we're doing today is Stewie Lowe or Stewie Jew. So we've got one that's called Buckets, the other one that ate Buckets. (laughs) All right, since you're out in the lead, Rob, we'll give you the first punt on this one. Stewie Lowe or Stewie Jew? He started his career in the number 50 Guernsey. Stewie Lowe or Stewie Jew? Stewie Lowe. You reckon Stewie Lowe? Why do you say Stewie Lowe? Oh, just, it was just an instinctual call. Just instinctual no, call. No, for, for no reason. No worries. That's good enough then. Uh, Stewie Lowe started in number 50 uh, only for his first year. Then he wore 23. Uh, Jew wore 37, 17, and 31, obviously, at the Hawks, so... So well, you changed as well, did he, for Apple well, Adelaide? Uh, he must. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, I think in his rookie year. Oh, right. Uh, Port. What's the rules with picking Guernseys? You got like, do you get allocated one when you start, and then after a certain your apprenticeship, you get to pick your number, or how's it work? It I think you just pick numbers based on seniority. Varies at every club, Because yeah. right. I know that um, like Collingwood have their highest draft pick gets thirty five. Yeah, which right. is really cool. I like. That. I, I like those. Christie's yeah. yeah. a, a, a guru bloke. Yeah, um, it's, the, it's good enough as a bullseye. The, the only problem is like. <laughs> It means you've only got that Guernsey for one year. Yeah. You can't... I, I like the players that have their own Guernsey and take it all the way yeah. through. Like uh, Robert Harvey at 38. Yeah. Like, it's just a, a nothing uh, Man, number. at least if Brisbane did that, it'd be easier to pick out who you're going to recruit next year. <laughs> exactly. Just let him know. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad Robert Harvey paid that tribute to Magic Door. Exactly. <laughs> it's done well. Years before. All right, clicking balls. Stewie Jew or Stewie Lowe had a career best of six goals. Well, I mean, Stewie Lowe's playing enough forward, but he had a lot of people around and kicked lots of goals as well. How, how many behinds? He had, he had one bloke named Plucker who yeah, was so sharing the goals a little bit. Kind of hard to uh, steal a few goals there. And St. Kilda was shit. And Stewie Jew, I mean, I don't know how many I goals think, he kicked. What his biggest one was? I think Stewie Jew, he was the best pickup Hawthorne had. They only wanted his left leg. They got the whole lot of him. And uh, I don't know about you, Rob, but absolutely stupid call when Clarkson said, we want Stewie Jew out of retirement. Couldn't believe he'd make something so stupid like that. End of the year, like, okay. <laughs> Not bad. In Clarko, we trust Genius. now. Genius. Uh, could, he, could he do six in the match? Yeah, I reckon both of them could. I reckon um, Dew would have 
probably had to do them by getting goals from long bombs, but uh, Buckets probably would have kicked six goals, 12, to get his six. And I don't think uh, St. Kilda of that era would have had that many shots. So I'm going to go due. <sighs> you got a consensus? We don't have a consensus, but we'll push that one through anyway. Because I think yeah, I think it might have been Stewie Lowe during the time where the Saints had a pretty decent run and Plugger might have gone to... Was he still there when Plugger went to Sydney? I believe so. I think he played a couple of years. I think he might have kicked him then. Because is that when Saints took on... Adelaide. Adelaide, yeah. Was that around that era? I could have been. time frame? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was Stewie Jew who kicked... Uh, his career best was six goals. I think it was at Wild Is that who Port. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> you trying to fuck yeah. it up. <laughs> Bucket's best was uh, nine goals, which he really? kicked uh, twice. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, Rob, back over to yours. Uh, Stewie Lou or Stewie Joe? Uh, Stewie... <laughs> Let's try that one again. Stewie Lou. Let's go with Stewie Lou. Stewie Jew or Stewie Low was his team's leading goal kicker twice in his career. Low or Jew? This... Oh, yeah, it's a good one. I'm, I'm going to go Stewie Low on the on the theory. Shit. Um, <laughs> Wild Plugger wasn't there. Yeah, that sort of late 90s, 97, 98. When, when did Fraser Gehrig come in? Yeah, there would have well, been a I little bit. Of, looking at you, I think it was BC. Yeah. I, I could think, look up AFL. Yeah, I'm going to go Stewie Low. I don't think Stewie Jew would have done it two times in a row during Port's era of success when he was... Playing there, and obviously no, they had Warren Treadray would have been kicking yeah, all those so goals. I'm yeah, I'm going to go Stewie Low. She's no. mullets everywhere. It's like she had kicking goals out of the Ford flank midfield as well, didn't she? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I think he, was, he might have been a little bit more backline. Had a good goal kicking midfield yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Burgoyne brothers. Yeah. yeah, they've always been pretty yeah. solid across there until they got Byron Pickett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was uh, Stewie Low in '95 and '96. There you go. Uh, Stewie Jude was his leading goal kicker in 2002. Yeah. All right, clicking balls. Stewie Jew or Stewie Lowe had the better winning percentage in finals. Because this one's tough because uh, Lowe might not have played many finals, but when they he did, they, they played in the grand final. Yeah. Was that 97? Oh, yeah. I think Stewie Lowe was... Did Stewie Lowe play the Yeah, game? absolutely was, yeah. Was yeah, but Port played uh, a fair amount of finals when Dew was there and uh, when he went to Hawthorne, he played finals. Yeah, and he would have won with Flag with Port, I believe. Did he yeah, won a Flag yeah, with Port and Flag with, with Hawks? Hawks. Yeah, so I reckon, I reckon it's Stewie Jew. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Nine out of 17 for Stewie Jew, and Shit. low was three out of eight. Mm. Ooh, yeah, I haven't done the math yet. So, <laughs> so maths-wise, Jew's ahead. Jew's ahead, correct. Jew's always ahead. Especially well when it comes to numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. Uh, Stewie Jew or Stewie Low absolutely destroyed Geelong with five minutes in the 2008 grand final. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a definite bias in this question. Yeah, Free kick Hawthorne again. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Oh, the, the actual question. Okay. I just wanted to put that one in there. <laughs> Stewie Jew, just anyway. Just uh, <laughs> when was the last time you watched the YouTube video of Stewie Jew kicking uh, that five minutes in the grand final? That, oh, it would have been late 2016. That's a shit question. Late 2016. For me, it was Wednesday. <laughs> Absolutely. Your last jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely 100% mean that as well. Um, had only two kicks and no goals in his first career game, which was against West Coast. Two kicks and no goals in his first game. Stewie Jew or Stewie Lowe? I'm going to go for Stewie Lowe being a big unco kind of <laughs> bloke and it takes a while for the big boys to get... Get up to the speed. I don't have the answer here, but who do you reckon weighed more of their first game? Stewie yeah, Jew or Stewie Lowe? Oh, Jew. Just no, in his thighs alone. It's a tough one. Probably but if you ask me now, it would be Stewie Jew for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Stewie, I Stewie Jew is the only player I reckon who's in better condition since he's retired. He looks all right. Is he? He's in the coach's box oh, in Sydney. He seems yeah. fat to me, but maybe I'm... Ma- he, I might be uh, comparing him He's with the him. kind of guy, uh, on my podcast, you may have listened to this, 
I think if you cut his skin open, it would peel open like a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so taut and just like, meat. Like an overcooked hot yeah. dog. Yeah, you just go... <laughs> it's like, it just pierce open. Uh, did you say Jew or low? I think I said low. Okay, it was Stewie Jew. Uh, low kicked one goal on debut against yeah. Sydney. Good yeah. on you. The big fella. All right, uh, clicking ballers. Stewie Jew or Stewie Lowe, who had the most career tackles? Most career tackles. I mean, that I implies imagine. that you're chasing someone. Yeah, I can't which imagine. Both of them wasn't their strong suit, yeah. let's be honest. I think um, Lowe might have had the better first step enough to at least lay a hand on someone, even if the tackle was kind of a bit shit. But I think Dew would have just sort of glared at them and said, You fucking do that again, I'll eat you. Yeah, but then Juice seems like it could be a bit vindictive. So if someone pissed him off, he might put in the hard yards, chase him down. And... I don't know if you chase him down as much as you just headbutt them. You might not catch him, but I mean, this last time they do whatever they were, they were doing. Um, so oh, yeah, I've no... called the last one. Do you call this one? I'm going to go with Strulo based on the fact that, uh, yeah, Stewie Jew probably didn't do how much, how much, much running. All right, it was Jew. God damn it. Stewie Jew with 300. Oh, you idiot. 315, uh, 357 career tackles with low was 316. Wow. Which is mm, higher than I thought both of them were. More than either of my thought. I reckon it would, would have just had to do with the era that Jew played in, where tackling yeah, was very more so. prevalent. Yeah. you got to remember, more congestion. when he was yeah, at Port Adelaide too, he played, you know, um, halfback more and, and stuff yeah. like that. So he was around the, you know, defending more. How many yeah. did Tony Lockett have? Oh, not that many. <laughs> I don't know. We can look it up on AFL tables. He tackled... Um, Peter Caven. Peter Caven. The elbow, <laughs> yeah, that's right. His elbow on the nose. I mean, did they did they uh, count stats for shirt fronts in those days? Because I reckon he would have a fair few of them just on going for leads where he couldn't slow down. Yeah, it was just running a straight through game. someone. I mean, there's always a brave man that steps in front of a Tony Lockett lead. Imagine someone trying to plug the holes in a full forward line with him steaming out from from it's like Murph Hughes on a hundred pace run up. Imagine being a forward pocket. As a brave as one There were no pockets when, when Tony was in the forward line. Um, yeah, brave is one word to describe it. Uh, death wish would be another one. Uh, let's see tackles 142 so <laughs> half of those two guys but to be fair they didn't record tackles for all of Lockett's career so <laughs> only for 15 out of his 19 seasons so you never know he ripped off <laughs> yeah I'm willing to bet he didn't have 150 in those couple of years alright the final no, total yeah, four four in those one a year the final question in this round and this one's open to either of you Stewie Jew or Stewie Lowe his off-field personal business ventures at various times included opening a liquor store, a yacht hire service, a caravan park, an ice cream parlour, and the beachside diner. Stewie Jew. Patrick Stewart. I'm going Stewie Lowe. Nah, you're wrong. It was a trick question, this one. The correct answer was Alf Stewart. <laughs> I knew it would be something stupid. <laughs> always something stupid. But uh, that's not a bad little business venture for a little fucking... Uh, town is, is he the entrepreneur of uh, what was it Summer Bay Summer, Summer Bay, Bay thank something. you very much I was trying to remember that see, after the wife is, passed away he's had lots of spare time on his hands and he's uh, isn't he on the neighbours Alf Stewart no, no, it's home and away Paul Robinson one. is the entrepreneur ah, that's ah, right. yeah. he was oh the flaming galah oh really yeah Stephen Dennis no shit. oh there you go my real life neighbour <laughs> and it was um, I opened the door one day and he was returning a tray of like an empty tray that mum had given him muffins I'm like I'm actually in the world of right now. This is surreal. So he's plotted your downfall since. Yeah, pretty much has. And he probably plotted my mum as well. <laughs> this is sounding like an episode of Neighbours now. Yeah, so they become good friends. Very seedy. <laughs> All right, that's the end of that round. And we have a quick look at the scores. It's six to four with uh, the clicking ballers trailing. But that's uh, you've come up well. That was a good round, this Stewie or, or Stewie Lowe. Yeah, round. injuries have cost us a couple of points, I think. Yeah, just take it one question at a time. 
All right, the next round is called the Brown Paper Baggers. In this game, I'll name an incident involving players or a club and the sanctions given. You need to match the club with the incident. Um, and in this round, Carlton is always one of the answers. So, Rob, we'll start with you since you're out in front. So your three teams are St Kilda, the Swans, so it could be South Melbourne or Sydney, yep. and, of course, Carlton. All right, Saints, Swans, Carlton. The three incidents are, in 1981, a player from this club was reported five times in one game. Incident number two, in 2010, a player for this club was reported four times in one game. And incident number three, in 1945, a player from this club was reported four times in one game. The reports were abusive language to a goal umpire, kicking the ball away after a free kick, attempted striking on an umpire, and finally trying to hide his Guernsey from the umpire when the umpire was trying to report him. <laughs> Like, How good is that? I love that they actually had reports of those. That is amazing. That is amazing. I'm, I'm going to go with St Kilda, yeah? Is St Kilda an option there? Uh, St Kilda, Carlton, or the Swans. Yeah, so St Kilda. Start with, uh, start with 1981. So who was uh, reported five times in 81? Oh, so it's... Yeah, three. Pick a club. Yeah, so three points. One, one for each. One team. for each. Ah, okay, all right. So for 1981, I'll go South Melbourne. South Melbourne for 81. In yep. 2010, the St Kilda. Four times, St Kilda. Yep. And the 45, the absolute legend. Uh, yeah. Carlton. Is left over. Uh, you got one correct. So you would have gone the same, but swapped uh, Swans and Saints. Yes. So none correct. <laughs> uh, you got one correct. In 81, it was David Rhys-Jones for Carlton that was reported five times in one game, which is okay. a really? tremendous effort. It's really good. I think we could all agree. He's tried it's angry. Yeah. Uh, in 2010, it was Stevie Baker who was reported four times. I think all of them were on Stevie Johnson. Yeah, that's right. Kept hitting his <laughs> broken, hitting his broken oh, wrist. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think Stevie J got reported at least twice okay. in retaliation. And in 1945, it was South Melbourne, Ted Whitfield. Um, to go with it, it was in the grand final that he got reported those four times. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, on the base of it, reported for trying to hide your umpire from the umpire, uh, hide your number from the umpire. Yeah, I reckon you take a game for that. that. That would have been Ray Chamberlain's great great grandfather. <laughs> Guaranteed, and there would not have been another player. Well, what numbers he got? I don't know. Can't tell you. Back no, facing me, I don't know. Ain't no grass. Exactly. All right, bowlers, you got this one. We've got Hawthorne, Richmond, and of course, Carlton. Let's start off with incident number one. In 1974, the team manager for this club was suspended for 17 matches for his involvement in a brawl. That's the team manager. In 1945, a player from this club was reported for striking during a game that he wasn't playing because he was already suspended. And in 2002, a player from this club is reported three times in a minute for three games, three games, and $4,000 fine. So we've got 74, 45, and 2004. Your teams are Hawthorne, Richmond, and Carlton. So what, what do you think? Where are you going to start? Well, I think the 2002, three times in three games. Is David Brereton still playing then? 2004. No, he, he was done. Not for Hawthorne, he wasn't. Yeah. He was playing for Collingwood or Sydney. It would have been probably Collingwood in, in those days, but he was well and truly retired, I think. He probably still would have got reported. Um who was the who would have been the Hawthorne bad boy for that era? Because I'm, I'm feeling like 2000 and whatever you said was Four. probably yeah, 2004. It's probably an era where Hawthorne was getting reported a little. Yeah. Um, see, well, obviously 74. I don't remember um, who would have got re- uh, 17 matches for striking. A team manager. A team manager getting reported for striking. Well, In a brawl. I mean, when was the Windy Hill massacre? I tell you what, I think you're on something there. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon it was about. 1974? <laughs> All right, so I mean, 
What was the 78 one? Striking... Uh, 74 was the team manager. 1945 was a player reported for striking in a game he wasn't playing. Surely there's like a clock. A bit of pressure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not enough pressure as this because uh, I don't know any of these. Uh, so we're going to try... 74. And... Uh, what was the 1945 one? Uh, player reported for getting uh, striking during a game he wasn't playing. Because he was suspended. Oh, that so seems like a Carlton thing to Carlton. do. Carlton. And then 2004, you want Richmond. Yeah, I'm trying to think who would have been the bad boy doing that, but uh, I can't right now. Well, 2004, we were pretty shit. I don't think we had any bad boys, did we? Mark Coughlin, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Let's give you one correct on that. Uh, Rob, 2004, player reported three times in a minute for three games, three games for four grand. You got a guess? Vandenberg? It was Richie Vandenberg in the line in the sand game. Richie Vandenberg. Uh, In 1945, it was Fred Fitzgibbon for Carlton, uh, reported for... Uh, striking during a game that he wasn't even playing and this one I thought you had this one the 74 the Winter Hill Brawl oh yeah I've got that bit Richmond versus actually, Essendon actually well, Josh, Josh called it and so I was waiting for him to talk about it and <laughs> I had no idea no uh, I had it written down but then I just forgot what I love is uh, the way I've written the answer down because um, I've written the team and then the player and it's Richmond Graham Richmond yeah. <laughs> just lovely the way. didn't he King hit somebody didn't he just run on the field and and whack a trainer or something uh, like that there were, I think there was more than just him. There was uh, a few of the trainers that were definitely involved in it. I think, if memory serves, was one of the trainers was absolutely laid out. Yeah, yeah. They were proper, had to drag him KO. off. Well, that's a country league move. You know, that's what you see you running around the outback. Well, that's yeah. VFL 1974 for you. Yeah, so yeah. literally it was for country. Yeah. And I think KB tells a story that he was off drinking all the Gatorade or... or <laughs> the tea, the cups or, of tea. <laughs> the tea in the, in the change rooms. How, how good was the line in the sand? This is going to Hawthorne love here. But that was the, the, the beginning of the era. It was of and, the modern era, of the yeah. Hawks. and it, the last great fight of the modern era as well. I can't remember one great all-in brawl that's happened since. Then. If it, if it weren't wasn't a derby, then I don't know. I mean, what year was the Ramsgate Hotel? Uh, I was oh, off-field doesn't really count. Yeah, no, off-field doesn't count. But <laughs> yeah. I know I know the Dockers and Eagles used to have a couple of good blues, but I think that was yeah. early early two thousand. What I liked was it was uh, a very deliberate um, uh, ploy, yeah. if, if you like. But uh, Essendon ran away with it. But it was sort of it changed the tone. Because then, from then yeah. on, we won, or we Hawthorne uh, won about eleven or twelve in a row against Essendon, or something. It's something know. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There were guys like uh, Melksham, I think, who played you know ten years and never beat Hawthorne yep. until yeah. they came back in that great game uh, in twenty fifteen. Where they won by two points uh, in yeah. round two, yeah, yeah, yeah. and these days there's no good fights where they're like swinging for the fences. It's all a bit of pushing and shoving. Right. It takes some, unless it takes like either someone retiring or someone that's really pissed off for them to start, you know, going hell for leather. <laughs> so it's an Alistair Lynch or a Barry Hall type exactly. of situation. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly right. All right, we're going into the next game. Uh, quick check of the scores tells us that all for one is ahead by one point. So, geez, this is actually closer than Uh-oh. anyone could have given us. I still, still feel like this should be ahead by two points. I reckon you messed up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, reckon, yeah. I reckon it should almost be three. But yeah. <laughs> all right, and this, we've got uh, all for one or one for all. I'm going to give you three players, and you need to tell me what they have in common besides being AFL players. Um, and I'm going to give you a theme. So I'll tell you what, if you get the answer I've got, you get two points. If you come up with a plausible answer that sounds interesting and could be right, I'll give you one point. So the first three players, uh, Jakey King, Matt White, and Brett Delidio. And your theme is grand final day. So Rob, what are you thinking? Jake King, Matt White, Brett Delidio. They've all won or been in the grand final sprint. I'll stick with the first answer on that They've one. They've won the sprint. They've won the sprint. on grand final day? <laughs> oh, I don't know about Lids or uh, Matty White, but Jakey King, I think you can just about guarantee that one. Well, let's be honest. I mean, all three of them would have had a fair, spe- a fair share of time jumping the fence doing a nudie run or something, a fair practice of stringing across the ground. And I think uh, 
Matty White, he might have won it while, while he was at Richmond as well. Yeah, I think so he... You've done all right in the grand final sprint. Yeah, well, I mean, we've had plenty of time to train for it, so... <laughs> <laughs> plenty <laughs> not, of success in not September. Not doing a whole lot else in September. Well, Jackie King was an advantage as well. Like, when the starter gun goes off, he's used to gunshots around him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't flinch at all. Yeah. All right, uh, Josh and Brenton, we've got your three players, uh, Chad Wingard, Jamie Elliott, and Nick Natanui. And your theme is contested. What do you think? Wingard, Nat Nui, or Jamie Elliott? What have those three got in common? Tested. Well, all three of them yeah. kicked a winning goal after a siren. Elliot. No, it's two with contested. So, Nat, Nick Nat, Wingard, Elliot. I reckon they have all contested a, a report. No. A report? Maybe. No. Challenge to the tribunal, you think? Do I get a jump in if they don't get it right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to go. They have all contested a charter tribunal and won. You want to jump in there, Rob? Mark of the year. Mark of the year, all three of them, which I... Th- uh, oh, sorry, of course, Jamie Elliott got Mark of the year, yeah. He did too. Um, yeah. Nick Natanui had that one uh, at West Coast. Just ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, and Chad Wingard wasn't a bad one either, but uh, every year when Mark of the Year comes around, yeah. I always pick something else. I'm like, oh, that one was better. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. I always like another one that doesn't get picked. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Last year, I think did Magic Door get marked yeah. in the year? Yeah, he um, Rory Lobb going back into the pack. Yep. Yeah. Oh, against the Hawks, is that it? Against it could have been. That was that was stupid. Yeah. Like, Jesus, yeah, exactly. Nice but there was two ones courageous and good. good. Yeah. yeah, you always appreciate those ones. Uh, it's the Alex Jeselinko distance. Yeah. Alex Jeselinko medal, which I think you know, if you, we name him Mark of the Year. That's not bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Nick Nats was just huge. How high he got. I think he put another 10 metres on the roof they're building over at Perth just in that one. <laughs> He's certainly got some leap on him, doesn't he? Um, Ricky, you'll play this year? you come back in late in the season? Yeah, I mean, I think it will. I think he's still pretty young, probably still pretty resilient. And West Coast, I mean, it's really hard to see how they're going to go this year because even last year, when you count them out, they came back and put yeah. on a good run and then all of a sudden just dropped off again. Can I say something about Nick Nat's knee? And I don't feel guilty about this at all. When Hawks were playing <laughs> West Coast, uh, I sent a message to Paul, my co-host, yep. praying that Nick Nat does an ACL. <laughs> and it was genuine. And 15 seconds later, he did his ACL. I am, you can, I, I have SMS proof to show that I manifested that thought. So, so your wish was heard and you wasted it on Nick Nat's ACL. <laughs> you could have asked for anything, you know. I, I actually did predict a herd suicide as well on the podcast. Wow. Ago. Shit. Which yeah. guy are you praying to? I need this shit. I, I didn't wish for a herd suicide openly. But I did <laughs> predict that that, that that was he was going towards a suicidal type of thing yeah. for all obvious reasons. But I did pray for a knickknack ACL. <laughs> I, have it, I have the proof there if you don't believe me. And it happened seriously 30 seconds, 15 seconds later. And then obviously big segs went down about a couple about of minutes later. Yeah. So that was my karma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, we'll, uh, we'll put your phone number and email address up for everyone in, in West Coast And they afterwards. can abuse. <laughs> but I think Nick Nat's too big to play a consistent AFL career. Yeah. Yeah. Place. yeah, exactly. He needs to be, yeah. He's, he's easy to take out as well if you can catch him, but. About all the players that you see come in, especially Ruckman, who are absolute athletes. Yeah. Um, he's learned the game well, hasn't he? He's developed. Yeah. yeah. Um, that now it's, you got to think, shit, I can't kick it there. Nat Nui's there. I can't yeah. think of a more agile Ruckman that I've ever seen. No. Uh, like, certainly not. Not at six foot nine or whatever he is. Yeah, it's crazy. But I just think he's too big. Like just the way he jumps, his body's too heavy of playing on those hard WA yeah. decks. I just mm, think it takes mm. too much toll on his body. Yep. Yeah. 
And I mean, they're coming up with better sort of technology to rehab as well. So it'd be interesting to see if they can get that stem cell shit and just jab it yeah. in there and then he comes good or something like that. But in fair, he, he tweaked that knee uh, the week or the two weeks before, didn't he? Yeah, I, I believe he did. And well, they rushed him back. And as soon as he landed, there was nothing in that uh, landing. Yeah, but... it's one of those ones. It's always like that, isn't it? When there's nothing in it, you go, nah, he's gone. Yeah. 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 They're not getting up from a, a basic hit. But the worst thing about seeing those injuries is that it makes me feel like fragile as fuck. Like I'll walk yeah. around getting up going, this any, anything could be an injury right now. Protect my <laughs> knees, got to start doing some squats and shit. And, and just something like that, you go... And then you see the massive hits they have and they get up yeah. and dust themselves off and you go, yeah. hey, just landed wrong. There's nothing, no rhyme, no reason. Yeah. yeah, let alone I sleep poorly and I wake up with an injured leg. Yeah. West Coast do fine though. I mean, they've got Petrie and uh, Jonathan Giles <laughs> to cover him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll do just great. Um, all right, we'll move on to the final game. All the premierships are cakewalk. In this, we're going to choose a premiership side and we go back and forth to see who can name the most players. So as soon as you miss, you're out. So Rob, okay. we've got two teams to choose from. Yep. We've got the team set the record or the team equaled the record. Which one would you like? Explain that. I just don't quite get that. So... It's, it's an abstract term I've used to name uh, one of these sides. Oh, okay, okay, all right. So you want the one? Oh. Uh, AFL era only we're talking. Yep, yep. Set yep. the record or equal the record? Equal the record. Equal the record is the 2000 Essendon Bombers. <laughs> okay. All right, Rob, just name a player from the 2000 Essendon Bombers. Any uh, player you like. Okay. Joe Mercedi. Joe Mercedi. Wow, we've gone right in the guts first off. All right, balls. James Hurd. James Hurd. It's come up a few times already. Let me just find out where he played. He named on the half forward flank. All right, Rob. Okay, I'm just giving that. Yep. Okay, uh, all right, we'll go Matthew Lloyd. Matty Lloyd out of the goal square. Josh Dustin Fletcher. Dustin Fletcher playing fullback. One of the only two, uh, only two players, I think, that played in 93 and 2000. No, he wasn't. There was a third. Michael Long. It was Michael Long. Oh, yeah. I uh, often forgot that he played in 2000. Uh, Lucas. Scotty Lucas. I like Scott Lucas on SEN. He does yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, I like yep. him. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go... Um, McCurry. Mark McCurry. He might have been uh, pretty high in the Brownlow one yeah, or two I think, of those years. Yeah, he was a classy player. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was real slick. Um, he took Mark of the Century. What's it, Moorcroft? Oh, yeah. Gary Moorcroft. Gary Moorcroft. Did he ever recover from that Mark of the Century? No, no. I don't think so. <laughs> he did, did he? Did he, he did because he? he took it again down at Doncaster, oh. I think, like <laughs> last year or something. Okay. He did take, I think he's done that more than once in those uh, suburban games. Yeah. Who else, who, who else is playing down at Doncaster Sharks now? Uh, there was Heath Scotland, Adam Fiora. Uh, okay, right. Uh, last year, I don't know about it. They must have a like a fairly good rep if they're getting all the old, or they got cash or something, I'm guessing. They can pay the ex-players to come down there. And... Uh, I, I had a word to somebody, um, and United Petroleum. Right. You know that, uh, the, the independent servos? Yeah. yeah. The guy that owns that. Oh, really? He, he looks after them. Jesus Christ. Looks after him very well. Fair enough, then. All right, Rob, who we got? Uh, okay, all right. Jeez, I'm starting a mental block now. Let's see, I'm seeing there's a couple of guys. This is the hard part. It comes coaches. pressure. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for anything, then you can name off a team's easy yeah, to join your mates. Yeah, it's the pressure of it's the, the pressure, mic. does it, yeah. yeah. Especially when you see their face and you see, like, a piece <laughs> of play they've done. Yeah, I can see that blonde flowing mullet used to play for Geelong. That's the one I'm trying to think of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely. Right. I've given you yeah. that now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I might have to bow out uh, quite pathetically here. Well, I tell you what, there's a current AFL coach who, who played in that game. Okay. I don't know if that helps you at all. Ooh. The herd's got sacked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want any clues. I'm going to just bow out. 
You had a bad. Sadly. All right, balls for the, for the win. Oh, fuck, take what's, that, what's that coach name? <laughs> 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 no, seriously, what's his name? <laughs> well, I mean, Josh has already said the answer, which I thought you would have said straight off the bat, which is Dean Solomon. Yep, we're yeah. keeping him in reserve. Uh, <laughs> how does uh, Damien Hardwick sound? Hardwick, that's the one, yep. And uh, John Barnes is the name Even you were searching Barnes, for. Yeah. yeah um, is, I think none of them enjoyed that uh, premiership as much as he did. Uh, I remember yeah. his scenes afterwards because he started his career at uh, Essendon. That's right. Yeah. And before he got sacked. Um, some of the other names you missed, uh, Carousella, oh, uh, yeah. Chris Heffernan, Mark Johnson, Jason Johnson, yeah. Stephen uh, Alessio. Yeah. Alessio, uh, that's one I forgot about. Yeah. Darren Buick, oh. the little redhead yeah. running around. And Dean Wallace. I thought Dean, Dean oh, Wallace yeah. might have been a good chance there. Yeah, uh, no, there's a few big names there that yeah. definitely should have recalled. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. they got overshadowed by bigger names kind of thing, so you sort of forget the, the ones that were the role players. Well, I mean, when you talk about the uh, modern teams and, you know, which era was the best, but for a single season, I mean, that 2000 season for Essendon was yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. Dominant. I should have just you... thought of Essendon players I don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> then I could have focused just, on just that. that year. What yeah. was their record over the two seasons of a, of, uh, a streak? Was it like... Oh, I think they had like 20, 20 plus wins. 20 plus, yeah. In, something in a row, like something that. like that. Because it was round 18, 19, where Chris Grant kicked a banana. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was their only loss for the year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was impressive that year. Yeah. Everyone was fighting for second. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. So that question was worth 10 points, yeah? It, it, yes, I say it was. Uh, but unfortunately, you lost nine points for guessing Solly so late. Uh, that brings us to the conclusion. Um, awful... All for one is on eight points. Well, the kicking ball's got six. I've got to be honest, six points. That's probably your best score. It's probably your best score, too. <laughs> but uh, Rob did very well very early on. So, uh, Rob, congratulations. Thank yep. you. Thank uh, you. Give, give yourself a plug. Okay, so uh, All for One podcast on iTunes. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, repost your next podcast and uh, throw you a Twitter handle and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, all right. I'm going to get... Paul to organise that because yeah. I don't do any of that. Yeah, tell him to uh, send it across to us. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. pull that we'll stuff put out. the links up on our Facebook and uh, on the, the Twitter and the website and everything. Yep. Um, and of course, this is the first episode we've done since we've launched the, the t-shirts. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so if you'd like to buy a uh, MRP certified good bloke t-shirt. Um, None of the money goes to Hawthorne, so you can buy yeah. it safely. I can guarantee 100% of the profits uh, stay away from charity. Not a cent goes that way. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, they also stay away from us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, go onto the website or the Facebook page. We've got the links there. So uh, thanks again, Rob, for coming. Thanks for having me. It was Sorry. great fun. No worries, man. Thanks Cheers. Josh and Brenton, well done. Thank you very much. Bye. Peace. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started